Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's on Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we'll be giving our predictions on the upcoming Investors Day. We'll be lining out the entire year of their streaming strategy. We'll also be talking about the whole HBO deal and what that could mean for Disney Plus. We'll also be sharing our thoughts on Godmothered and the upcoming Mandalorian episode, which was fantastic. But we'll get into that at the end of the episode. So big thank you to all of our supporters. So first, just a huge thank you to Sarah. She's been fantastic with her support. Also to Darren, Adam, Lauren, The Juice, Netflix, not Netflix, but what's on Netflix, Joshua, Andrew, Jeremy, and Jacob. Thank you for all of your support, either through Patreon or YouTube members. Really makes a massive difference to us in terms of supporting the podcast and everything else. So let's jump into it. Investors Day is going to be taking place next week. So it's going to be taking place on uh, the 10th of December. It will be taking place at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 1.30 p.m. Pacific Time. It's going to be expected to be four hours long. Now, for me, it's going to be starting at about half past nine at night, and it's not aiming to finish till about half one in the morning. So I will warn everybody in advance, there won't be any videos until the following morning, because I, my wife probably would not appreciate me starting to record at two o'clock in the morning with my big, loud mouth. Um, so they're going to be basically setting out the focus for the director's consumer streaming services for Disney+, Plus, Hulu, ESPN+, and also Star+. Um, last year, we found out the price of Disney+. Plus. We found out when it was going to be launching. We found out the global release. They also announced loads of stuff. A four-hour show. going to be a lot. There's going to have to be a lot of content to fill four hours. And it's basically, it's not only about telling us, the, it's not really aimed at us as the consumers. It's more aimed at the investors to kind of let them know what's going on, where the money's being spent, what the plans are. And from that, usually then that information then feeds out I would expect there to be um, some, there are usually some big major announcements that day, and they usually go up before the, the actual event happens. But yeah, so this is going to be it. This one's a big one. This is what they've been holding off, telling, it kind of feels like we've been on a holding pattern until we get here, especially the last few weeks. But let's jump into our predictions. So what we think is going to happen. So some of these I've got written down are, some of them, are aware of the predictions where I think they're likely to happen and there's some things that I don't think are going to happen. But I feel like over the last few weeks, we've seen it where Disney is restructuring their entire business. They've already said they're focusing on becoming a streaming platform and they want to focus on Disney Plus and their other streaming services and they want to move forward on that. They've been re... Even just this past week, they not only have they rejigged all their uh, television areas around last week, they've done it again. They've even shrunk down. Touchstone TV was around for about two months and then they're gone, right now we're merging that all in. Hulu's in here. This is all being sorted out. We're rejigging around. There's been lots of executives cut in the television. They've been having a real bad clear out and obviously dreadful for those involved, but they are doing something because they're, re whatever is going on, they don't do this for no reason, do they? I would hope they don't, don't do it yeah. for no reason at the very least, but yeah. Um, restructuring is just part of part of corporate life and this past year has been crazy in more ways than one so they've got to adapt for for changes and like you said it 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 sucks for the people who get restructured or who end up having to go somewhere else for it but 
yeah, it's, it out, it's yeah, part of it. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, the idea of all of this, I think, is to streamline Disney into a much more... Um, and I think the major thing for me for this is I feel we're going to see a bit less of this, like, that's mine and that's yours. This is mine and this is yours, where you're not allowed, you know, that's not allowed to be on here because that's my department and that's new. You know, Disney Plus is enough. Now Disney Plus is kind of involved in all of it. Hulu is involved in all of it. There's no more, like, them and us. You know, they make the content and then the distribution people are out. And they're focused on streaming. And I think we're going to see a big change. One of those big changes I think we are going to see um, is Disney Plus is going to start getting content much quicker than it has done from Disney Channel and for National Geographic. I would love to see them do um, the same thing they do with Hulu, where it's day and date or the day after, or they just hold everything till the following Friday. I, I'm, I'm, I would be fine with either of, of those situations where you know if the new episode of ducktales or something drops this week and maybe not as if that was a, a good example of a show this week because it wouldn't um but the idea with that of that would really strengthen disney plus in terms of having new original content constantly drip feeding rather than waiting nine to ten months for the latest season of an, of an animated series to drop you start having weekly episodes or you can start doing the drops you know we've seen it with the holiday specials this past week where you know the sing-along happens, I think it was on Sunday night, and then on Friday it got added to Disney Plus. Something like that. I think we're going to see a much faster line. We know they need; they've got all this television being done, and holding on to it for um, nine months for some of these TV series just doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, yeah, what do you think? I have to agree, and I think that last year when we were looking at at the upcoming investors call for last year, you know, Disney Plus was still unproven. It was still like the the new project but it hadn't yet carved out a space for itself sure some pre-orders were starting to go in already but not that big a deal so the disney channel and uh various other entities like disney channel really held the power last year it, for them it was um we have the content and we will give you the content when we feel that we've well basically sucked the life out of it already and gotten our our return on it and this year now, uh, for a variety of reasons, Disney Plus is, you know, on top of everything and, and everyone else kind of has to, to follow through with what Disney Plus offers. So I would expect to see that the, at least the made for television stuff will be popping over a lot faster. National Geographic's I could see going fully day and date uh, or, or even just starting to transfer content over because now, we looked at like the right stuff and that was yeah. originally going to be on the channel first and then come to Disney plus later. And then it just became a Disney plus exclusive. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I could see them kind of, I, the thing is as well is the guy that now runs the Disney television section was a Disney channel guy. And now Disney plus comes under it. So it's no longer this, like that's their division. That's not, you know, they have to, I would still expect TV shows to possibly debut and get their premiere on the channel for a few days. Um, they're going to be like, or oh, they premiere on, because they put that in the press releases each week. They go, it's the premiere on Disney Channel. So it's like, so I think we are going to, that's my, and I think that would really help Disney Plus just get content much faster. And it would, like that Friday drop, suddenly if they were like, here's four new episodes of this new show and five new episodes of this, you know, it would really help kind of boost up that weekly Friday drop of suddenly you've got this content dropping in there rather than holding back. 
because by the time, for example, like DuckTales season three drops in like maybe February or you know maybe not even till April, it's lost that luster. Whereas if they can get it out there within pretty, they can keep that conversation going and. People are just watching stuff online. The numbers and stuff that are coming in on the on like the Disney Channel shows. You know, we're talking 300,000 people, kids. It's not a massive number compared to how many people are on Disney Plus. So that's why one thing that I really want to see happen. But I also the way that they've restructured the television division. That's what makes me think it could happen because they have they have done this for a reason. They you know they they're focused on streaming. And I think that's where we're going to see a big change in terms of what content. So what other predictions have you got? I actually just wanted to drop one more thing on yeah. that real fast too, is that it, it also makes sense for them to start moving to day and date or Friday drops because it keeps the news going. Yeah. When, when you get um, the drop of an entire season, let's, let's say Owl House or, or yeah. DuckTales season three, it really doesn't make the news when yeah. you, you drop it on a Disney plus because it's already a back catalog item mm. by that point, even if it's been a few months, if you can do it at a much faster clip, then it stays topical and it stays in people's minds. Well, I mean, even like this past week, you know, we had like the steep, the sing along dropped on Friday. Now it dropped on Sunday night on ABC. So only, only a matter of like five days, which is still long enough for it to settle down. But then when it arrived on the, you know, I've seen it on the Facebook group of people talk, watching it and singing, you know, and I popped it on, it's still like relevant, you know, still kind of, you know, they can do it. They've done it with these ones. I would love them also to announce that at the same time when they say it's coming to Disney Channel on this date and Disney Now, which um, that's a whole other thing. Um, you know, put that, put the Disney Plus release date on there. You know, start incorporating it into the, into the, because at the minute the PR departments are set separate and i think all that's all changing the scheduling that's all being done by different teams everything is moving around and i think we're going to see a massive show. at the end of the day it's a four-hour show they're going to have to announce some stuff some in, in, to talk about some big changes and i think the fact that the guy from disney channel is now kind of in charge of anything tv under the disney brand which includes everything on disney plus it's a big shift it's a big change yeah. All right. So moving on to an yeah. actual prediction rather than mm. continue on there. I think let's get one of the obvious ones out of the way. Uh, new shows and specifically new shows within the big name brands. Yeah. So we're talking Star Wars, Marvel, uh, as well as some Mickey branded stuff or, or offshoots of that. Like, let's yeah. finally get the Rescue Rangers going or even just Chippendale by themselves, stuff like that. So that's a gimme. We all know it's coming. But let's let's talk. Yeah more specific predictions like uh one marvel show two marvel shows are we looking at major characters or are they going to introduce new characters well personally i feel like we've still got um we still got all the announcements officially of you know Haley bishop sorry Haley steinfeld as kate bishop even though we've seen pictures all over instagram this week of her in hawkeye um Florence Pugh going to be in um, Hawkeye. We still haven't had um, Moon Knight with Oscar Isaac officially announced. We've not had She-Hulk officially announced. We've not had Miss Marvel officially announced. We found all this information, but officially Marvel hasn't actually come out and said who these people, you know. So I know a lot of people are going to be looking for like all the Marvel stuff, but I feel like, no, we're just going to get the confirmation of all the stuff that we've known that hasn't, officially been announced yet because that's like five six major announcements that they've not done yet they were holding it back for a reason you know they've not 
And it's too see, long to New York. You know, we're too far away for many major events. See, they also haven't been making announcements about actors or actresses in general. They might want to do an announcement for Oscar Isaac because he is yeah. a, a pretty well-known actor at this point, thanks to Star Wars and Ex Machina and things like that. Uh, but like, they never announced Rosario Dawson as yeah. Ahsoka. She just appeared. I mean, well, I we knew was she was... Su- that was more of a surprise thing, wasn't it, I think? It was, but it's not yeah. uncommon either. Like, these actual casting announcements, we'll get um, the casting call. We want yeah. an actor or actress like this with, with these traits. And actually, more often than not nowadays, they don't even care about actor or actress. Mm-hmm. They're, not, they're looking more for, like, personality types. Um, but for a lot of these, I don't think... Uh, especially for the Mandalorian, most of the actors in there never got formally announced no. uh, in the Marvel shows, other than like the title character. So we know, well, yeah, that's Wanda and Vision. Yeah, we know Wanda. Uh, so Elizabeth Olsen and uh, I'm totally blanking on Vision's name right now. Um, Paul Bettany. Thank you. Yes, Paul Bettany, and that's it. They have not officially announced any well, of did, the other characters well they did have at the um they did actually bring a few of them onto the stage because one of the girls that's going to be what well, they're bringing in um uh the girl that was in captain marvel they're bringing an adult version they have introduced a few of them i just feel like they haven't actually announced like the, you know like moon knight and she hulk haven't been a, you know the title roles haven't even been and miss marvel i think those are three big announcements that we could see officially you know and then they pop up on you know, on the Zoom call or whatever they're going to, how, how they're going to do it. And as much as I, and I wouldn't, you know, if they confirm like a sword show or Thunderbolts, I think there might be another bigger now, but I'm kind of pulling back a little bit on going, well, hold on, there's a lot of stuff that's been revealed over the last few months that they're probably just going to officially announce, officially unveil. And they make it out that like it's a big, well, look what we've announced. And we're going, yeah, but we've all known this for ages. Um, and I'm just kind of maybe setting my expectations for that a little bit lower. I would maybe expect maybe one new show or two shows, but I feel like we've still got so much of this of these shows that we haven't really got much information about. See, I think I'm going to be a bit more optimistic on that. I think they are going to announce some stuff. We're not going to get details, but I suspect that at the very least we're going to get an updated roadmap, uh, not just with you know new dates because everything's been pushed back, but also, you know, uh, I'm, this is not an actual yeah. prediction here, but say you, you get the timeline and say in 2022, we are going to have a, uh, a fire star uh, yeah. thing, or, or maybe we'll see uh, Wolverine will show up. I mean, that'd be a huge announcement, obviously, yeah, but I, you know, yeah. I, 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 think, I think we'll I think see some far stuff too. out. The only thing is you see, is I look at it now, if, like, if you think about it from like last April's investors day, right. Um, I'm just trying to think. We haven't actually, you know, they had Spider-Man come out like last July. And then obviously the whole like Marvel, you know, we were supposed to have Black Widow, then Falcon and Winter. So, you know, we were supposed to be in a few Marvel shows in. Now we are this, you know, we've basically lost a whole year. So the whole, the whole schedule has just been shifted back. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I'm just tempting my expectations i think a lot of you know they're not i just can't see them announcing free new or they might you know a couple i don't know i'm just kind of edging my bets a feeling like they might announce they've still got those big announcements still left to do on the ones that we did i they've still got the announcements left to do but they have also seen how insanely popular star wars has been so far yeah well that's and and (laughs) before we transfer over to star wars uh 
I think they're also starting to see the hype building up for WandaVision. And of course, people have been asking about Falcon and the Winter Soldier since before Disney Plus even launched. They know that the hype for the Marvel characters is at at least on the same level as, say, the Mandalorian was before Mm -hmm. it came out. They're going to want to push hard on these properties. Well, I think we're going to get the trailer for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Well, that, okay. I, I agree with that. That's almost certainly. But. All right, let's let's pop over yeah. to Star Wars, so the other big pillar. So I think we're going to have a confirmation of a, of a Mandalorian spin-off. I think we'll have confirmation of that. I think we'll get first look at what's going on with Rogue One, because apparently they are filming. So they might have a few things on, you know, him at least talking to the camera in character or something like that. And uh, maybe- Specifically, that's the Cassian Andor yeah. uh, series, right? Yeah. yeah, so I think we'll we'll get an update on that one. We'll get an update on Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, I would be a little surprised that I've got to be doing up an article later this morning. Um, the High Republic, some animated series of them. That's apparently rumoured. So I could see a new... I, I, and I think we're going to have some animated shows revealed. Um, right. Because Celebration is like, you know, nothing happened. You know, obviously Celebration was supposed to be earlier this year. It didn't happen. There's been no major announcements. Um, they can't wait till end of what well, celebration the end of next year so i would be at all surprised if we see some animated series announced nothing movie wise i think just you know focus on uh, there'll be we'll have more information on maybe the bad batch maybe a trailer or something for that i don't know maybe a trailer, uh, i don't know might be a little early for a trailer for bad batch although they could do a sizzle reel from yeah. their appearances in in uh, clone wars it'd be interesting i think that they're gonna have to announce stuff here because this is the investors call and they want yeah. investors to be like oh look at that slate let's uh let's make sure we keep investing our money into disney and if they're like no 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 you got to wait for celebration which may or may not happen investors yeah. gonna, um yeah, i think i'll invest over here in hbo max or something like that yeah I, uh, I definitely, yeah I, but in I, terms I, of yeah. in terms of specifics um details on the bad batch probably some confirmations there's not a bad thing a spinoff now will that be ahsoka will that be boba fett will that be uh something else i don't know um because there's there's a lot of possibilities they Mm. i would have said there's some other options that would have popped up maybe not so much anymore uh it really depends on how this season ends so we'll talk about that at at the very very end um we'll maybe get some updates on obi-wan uh and I don't know what the current status on Obi Wan. I know they're starting, starting, starting to film. I think in January. Yeah, um, so again, that's another article that I've got my to do list from literally news that broke last night. So yeah, I'm expecting updates on all of those. A new a new spin off of the Mandalorian, probably Mandalorian season three confirmation. Um, and yeah, just just and more of that. It would be nice if they had a wild card in there, though. Uh, you mentioned an animated series. I would love to get uh, in addition to Bad Batch. Uh, it would be nice to get a confirmation of the follow-up to Rebels where we can get uh, Ezra and Thrawn. Obviously, that was a pretty important plot point last week in The Mandalorian. Well, yeah, not a plot point for The Mandalorian, but it was a nice little plot point they dropped. Uh, yeah. But well, That's where I'm yeah. wondering if the, if the High Republic might be the way of bringing, doing something and being able to go far enough away from the current from that timeline that they get a little bit of space and flexibility to kind well, of tell not, <laughs> not for Thrawn and Ezra because that's the wrong time but I know what you're I know what you're saying yeah. um I would definitely expect some high republic uh announcements because they're pushing that pretty hard right now in the the paper media um yeah. comics and, and books and stuff like that so it yeah, would they make don't sense. Do all of, yeah, they don't do all of that for nothing. They, they're setting something up here. Um, in terms of other stuff, I'm expecting season two of The Right Stuff to be revealed. 
Um, oh, I think we'll get. Fingers yeah, I think we'll that. get trailers for. I don't. Uh, I, the thing is, they've got to be careful. They they've kind of got to give off some prediction. They've got to give off enough, but also not give too much. So it's like trailers. You know, three or four trailers maximum. They can only give away so many. Um, I wouldn't be at all surprised if we saw something of the Mighty Ducks, Big Shots, Flora, Flora and Unices, something that's kind of we know is coming up in the first couple of months. Like for the Mighty Ducks, for instance, I could see rather than a trailer, um, you get an interview, short yeah. clip interview with Emilio Estevez or yeah. some of the actors who are coming in. Uh, probably Emilio Estevez because they're, they're going to recognize him, whereas the new kids and the new parents, they're not going to recognize. So go with the, the person that people know. I would really like if National Geographic's announced some other drama series. Obviously, really want Right Stuff Season 2. But I think that if it was successful from their point of view, Disney's point of view, it would be really nice if they continued to produce stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, not even necessarily stuff that I would watch, but having that content for people, making National Geographic's more of a serious part of Disney Plus. It, it feels weird to say that because it's actually like the most serious part of it, but but people treat it as the fifth pillar or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I mean, I'm going to bring up now, um, you know, Discovery announced their Discovery Plus um, that's coming to the US in January. It actually launched a couple of weeks ago over here. And I just realized yesterday when they did the announcement that I saw it and was like, oh, well, I'm not doing that. And then it turned out as a SkyQ customer, I get a, a year's free access so i didn't activate my account so therefore um but i do feel like that's going to be a, a major competitor to like national geographic because i always think of disney uh, discovery channel and national geographic as kind of like you know they were you know they're competitors in the same world they're both after the same audience and that's the way i always look at those two of them they're kind of hand in hand you know they're always part of the same sky package that we had and you know, you know what i mean it- yeah, I know what you mean from when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, and not to disparage Discovery too much, but it definitely feels like in the last uh, 10-ish years, they took a very hard right in their uh, programming. And at least here, I don't know what it looks like yeah. in, in the UK, but we had a lot of reality shows, a lot mm-hmm. of kind of um, kind of trying to chase that that current popularity buzz. Now, they still did stuff like Shark Week and they still had... Um, their educational shows, which is what I hope makes up the majority of Discovery Plus. But yeah, the Discovery brand, at least I might be uh, viewing it like through dated lenses at this point, but to me, it felt like they damaged the brand. So I'm kind of hoping they go back to what they wanted to. Because I I remember when I used to go to the US and you'd find like Discovery and National Geographic stores. You know, they had shops and, you know, and I just, I feel like Discovery Plus, I think it's got no chance of surviving and it's going to get swallowed up by somebody. Um, Well, that might be, that might be the intention. Yeah. Put it out there and go, look, hello, Netflix, you know, or Amazon, and it, can buy me. But I feel like that's competitive. So I think National Geographic is going to have to lean in harder. I do think that if they can get that day and date stuff, that could really help um, keep National Geographic. And also just more of that. So there's there's that whole kind of thing. So let's, um, you know, we've had like, we've got, like I said, a few Disney things. I think we might have a few of the, the movies that they've been working on, you know, maybe i don't know is this kind of thing if they've got to announce stuff but at the same time if they announce 15 new shows at the same time they can't show them all off because it's just overwhelming and they'll get all get lost in the shuffle 
That's true, but it's also kind of the point of an investor's call. And so they can't show too many, but they can't show too few because that looks bad to the investors. And to be honest, from an investor's point of view, you're not really necessarily concerned with making headlines. You're more concerned with, oh, no, no, we've got content. We have things coming. It's not going to become a graveyard. Uh, It's not going to be a repeat of year one where once Mandalorian season two ends we have nothing until june well, yeah, or whatever see this, is, see this is where i think this is where the whole thing of the integrate integration of the television networks of if you get the studios you know if we start getting this content dropping you know so maybe they may start doing like say they went to day and date suddenly then the amount of content dropping on to disney plus goes goes big you know there's suddenly so much more stuff dropping and then you know, let's just talk about the big thing here of Hulu. Now, a lot of news yesterday about Hulu of, you know, lots of rumors of them integrating it or merging it with Disney Plus and all this kind of thing. And we've been talking about this for years, about the idea of them having one platform, Disney Plus, everything in it, and they're going to go all in on it. Now, they're going to be announcing Star, which is going to be the international version of Hulu, just without all the live streaming, without all the third-party content. And that's going to be going everywhere. And it's kind of looking like it's going to be built into Disney Plus um, as an extra tier. So you pay option and you'll get access to ABC, FX, all the rest of it, right? So if they do the same thing with Hulu as they do, we're going to do a start. Because that's the way I'm kind of maybe looking at, or maybe they'll just put that content into Disney Plus if you've got a Hulu subscription, you could just do it like that. And suddenly Disney plus gets a massive injection of day and date content because then suddenly it's not just, you know, it's all in one app and you're going to start getting things like Grey's Anatomy episodes dropping in there, the FX shows you're going to start, you know, suddenly you have got this constant feed from the whole of Disney going, going through the pipeline through the, you know, whether or not it's, the Disney Plus, then Hulu start. It's still going to be starting to be coming out through the Disney Plus portal, and I think that is where you're going to. That's that's a huge. That'll be a huge announcement. But also, you imagine. I mean, can you imagine us like talking now, going right? Okay, well, we've had a new episode of this, 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 this. You know, fifteen episodes of stuff a week have dropped, and they're all available within our subscription. That's going to be. Um, that's going to be very powerful. Yeah, I still remain very skeptical of it, though. There's a lot of content on Hulu that they do not want on the Disney, uh, under the Disney brand. They, mm-hmm. There's a reason that they have two platforms, and one is so they can continue to have the mature content. And I'm not even talking about like R-rated stuff. There, yeah. There's stuff on there uh, that still falls under a PG-13 banner that you might just not want to have kids because you're going to have to explain some very interesting things to kids on some of these shows. Well, it, yeah. A lot of it depends on how well they can uh, separate out the content between accounts. So uh, I link Hulu. I don't currently have Hulu, yeah. but if, if I linked it and I'm sharing the account with um, my nephew, who's way too young to be watching yeah. even Grey's Anatomy or something like yeah. that. Sure. Most of it would go completely reset, yeah. but whatever. Would he see it on his Disney plus and that, and yeah, I know in practice, or at least in theory, the answer is no. Yeah. But we have seen that when Disney implements new features or even basic features, it can take a while for them to get it right. That's not unique to Disney, but it is a problem that they have. 
And it's a can of worms that they may not want to touch. Well, I think the trouble is, I think we're at a point now where they're in the situation of they've got to go one way or the other. Um, They've either got to completely commit to two platforms or they've got to commit to one platform. The problem is the rest of the world has gone down the one platform route. Netflix, Amazon, uh, Peacock, HBO Max, they have gone down the line of these are, you get everything all in one big package. And every other company seems to be able to handle the fact that you can have a cartoon show next to an R-rated show because you have parental control. Disney kind of stepped away from that. But internationally, it's less of an issue. It's, it's not, it doesn't have the same problem that they do in the US. And I feel like if they can put in parental control, pin control, and if you have to physically purchase Star or Hulu to get into it, you've made an additional purchase to get into it. So if you want, if you didn't want your Disney Plus account to have any access to it, you've only paid your $6 or whatever it is, you can't see um, Deadpool on there because you haven't paid the extra to get to it. I think that could be the way, if you like, you might be on the lines of, if you're really that, if you're really that fussed about not having it, you don't pay the extra, the, the extra fee, so therefore you wouldn't see it. That's the way that yeah, you get around it. The problem here is you're comparing it to brands that don't have the history of Disney. Yeah. Like you look at HBO, it never had the history of being, this is the kids channel. You get HBO mm-hmm. for your kids. Sure. It's got Sesame street and the late, the not so late show with Elmo. It's got kids content, but it's never sold as mm-hmm. kids content. Peacock is the same. Netflix is the same. They, they were never, this is a kids channel. Disney is very much. We are a kids channel. Yeah. Uh, and it, it is a constant, you know, given and yeah, give and take and we had that big problem at the beginning of the year where they're like no no we want we want yeah. nothing that will mentally challenge you in the slightest uh there you, you get your happy mickey and and Minnie and all that fun stuff and the mandalorian is as far as we're willing to go and everything else yeah. goes to hulu obviously they've shifted but they can only shift so far so it's all the- about branding see i think this is where the international side of things is going to be very different because when you've got disney plus star you're going to have that you if you want access to it you're going to pay extra to get it that put on um and i don't know i, I just I, it's this kind of situation now of the way that they are positioning everything i think disney plus is going to become that portal and star and hulu there's going to be some kind of interconnection i just it just wouldn't surprise me if you had you might have to it might not even be coming up in the search you have to click on hulu and suddenly the whole app changes when you get all that content, you know, there could be a real big shift over to it. But I just feel like we're at a point now where you can see the shift changing. And they've, I think the trouble is everyone is looking at how many streaming services are you paying for and how much value are you getting? And I, I think the tiered system could work very nicely because I feel like it's much better to have Disney Plus. Oh, and you want some more, you pay a little bit more and you get here it is. And that will work nicely because a lot of the other platforms, you know, Amazon, Now TV, Peacock, you know, they're all offering these tiered services within their app. And I don't know if they didn't have Hulu to begin with, would they launch a second streaming service? I don't think they would have done. They're doing well, no, yeah, no. If, if they didn't, yeah. if they didn't already have Hulu, they would not be doing a, a second streaming service. But they also would not be putting a lot of this content onto Disney Plus. They would be like. Um, we're going to keep the Marvel stuff. We're going to keep the Star Wars stuff. We're going to keep the Mickey stuff um, and related and our, you know, the, the animated movies. But uh, Grey's Anatomy, we'll cut a deal with Netflix to put it on there. Um, Deadpool, we will talk to HBO and, and get it on HBO or, or something like that. It, 
but yeah, if they this, did not already have Hulu, they would not yeah. be making it. I still think that there's going to be that thing of like Hulu slash Star is going to have this kind of thing of you're going to have to pay extra to get access to that more adult content. So therefore, it removes it from the Disney branding. So it's kind of like, well, it is Dis- it's in the Disney umbrella, but it, you've kind of you've had to subscribe to that on top of it. So you had to know what you were getting in on. And I think we're going to see some more interconnection between Hulu and Disney Plus. I think that's definitely going to happen whether or not the apps kind of flip or there's something that's going to have to happen to allow that because they know the week there was with Disney plus has a weakness when it comes to the other one. I mean, it's massively successful and it's become, it's, it's found its niche, but Disney are very much, you know, they're, they're putting all their eggs into the streaming system. And I think, I think whatever star, and then there is other side of things. Hulu might stay kind of as it is. Maybe they just put more effort into it. We start seeing more things flowing through there. But what happens with star could be the indication of what could happen to Hulu after they brought it out. You know, that could be, star could be the, here's what we actually want to make. <laughs> and, and Hulu's this thing that we've got to deal with till 2024 till we purchase out the contract from Comcast. There could be, I'm still not, I'm not convinced at all that they're going to just merge Hulu into Star into Disney Plus completely. There's too much there's too much problems with that. Streaming, live TV, the live bundles, the, the third party content all the way. I can't see, I just feel like you could have access to certain content within it. Maybe their own content is available within Hulu or the originals and all. I don't know, but for me I still think it's very messy over here in Hulu land. Star is kind of like their fresh take you know, you see what they do with Hot, hot Star. You know, they've, you know, you've got that secondary tier and, you know, you've got shows dropping in there as well as the Disney Plus originals. And I, internationally, it's less, I think Star is going to be the, the one system and then they're going to have Hulu is going to be a bit messy for a few more years. I'm going to get my wax out what off. See, nah, <laughs> there won't be, Karate Kid won't be available, although Kid, Cobra Kai might. Um, now, while you were saying that, it occurred to me that one possibility is, kind of a reverse of what you were talking about instead of uh you link your, your hulu to disney plus and the the hulu content starts to appear in disney plus you get it the other way around yeah. uh you you have your hulu account linked to disney plus and now um the mandalorian is in your hulu so you don't have to go yeah. into the disney plus app you can go into yeah. the hulu app that does actually make more sense at least from a starting point of view yeah because that way you can be like hulu is my app this is where my content is Disney plus is the one that I can load up for the kids. And I don't have to worry that I accidentally logged into my account and oops, there's Deadpool right there in the middle. And you could also integrate um, ESPN could be going to Hulu as well. And they kind of, t- well, I think it's very ditch ESPN entirely. I'd well, I think ESPN, I mean, ESPN, we might as well mention it now. It's, there's going to be, there's going to be a nice 20, 30 minute spiel of ESPN as what I like to call the time where I'm going to be making a cup of tea, have some toast, probably go to the loo <laughs> write up a couple of stories while they're all t- because in all honesty american sports brr, well no idea um it's not my wheelhouse it's so therefore um there will be a lot of espn stuff and i know some people will be interested in it but that's just going to continue to grow they're going to start moving more stuff over onto tv they know espn plus needs to grow they need that to to be the sports that's the new way of you know the idea of keeping everyone on cable is just not going to work the way they've been doing it and espn plus needs to update itself well frankly sports streaming in general just needs to get with the times uh it's here in the states it's still very very archaic with blackouts and oh you 
you want to watch your local team? Well, you can't watch your local team except on television, but you want to watch the, the, team, the hometown team you grew up with. You know, you, you're from Massachusetts, so you want to watch the Bruins. Uh, well, that's okay because you now live 3,000 miles away, but you can't do it if you live in Boston, and, and they, they just need yeah. to – and this is a problem so much bigger than Disney. Yeah. All the sports channels or sports packages have this problem and it just needs to get streamlined and right now is the time to do it because sports are kind of bonkers at the moment as it is so just throw it all out and start over the 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 broadcasting not the sports themselves so that's um so i think that's i think the whole thing of what's going on there like i said we know star i think that's gonna be pretty so it's going to be a paid extra within Disney Plus. I can't, I know they've been, the way they've been explaining it through their events, like, well, it's kind of going to be different in each country. It's like, oh, yeah, because that's what they've done in, for example, I think it was Singapore. They've launched Hotstar, but with separately to, and it's like, well, they're doing all they're doing. And it's like, it makes sense internationally for them to have one platform um, starting from scratch, pay, it, pay an extra five pound a month, or whatever it is to get access to Star. And that's it. I mean, I think we're just going to see more of this and they know what they they know that that's what people want they can see it with you know you think disney plus hotstar is one quarter of the disney plus subscription service you know and yeah i think we're just going to see much more of that so i think it'll be nice just to get confirmation of what all of that is you know we'll see a global rollout plan of when all that's going to be coming what their what their plans are um i think as well we'll get an updated uh, like how many predictions of how many subscribers they'll get because that'll be a major thing from investors point of view yeah even though as we've seen uh repeatedly subscriber estimates for we'll have so many subscribers by yeah. blankety blank time are are they, they have almost no basis in reality none whatsoever obviously you couldn't predict what happened this year but even their launch numbers were significantly different from predictions and and uh that's not a Disney Plus specific thing. Almost every streaming service is completely off in their estimates. Yeah. Well, I think we're going to see the rollout plan for Africa, Middle East, and Asia. I think we'll see a much bigger, and also the rest of the European. Basically, every country where it hasn't launched, they'll kind of put out like wave two to kind of continue that growth, to continue that growth of Disney Plus. Um, so the keeps investors happy go oh you're still growing you know you still got the whole of africa you still got the whole of the middle east you know there's massive massive areas for them to, to continue to keep growing um and once they're everywhere it's much easier for them to scale up and this is again where i think this whole idea of having the one app internationally makes everything much easier to streamline everything through um and they've got full control over it so i think we're going to see a lot more of that um other things that i think that could we could see um, I think Premier Access. So I think Premier Access... So there's a kind of like, what I would call like the pre-HBO Max announcement and maybe what they'd planned. <laughs> so my initial thought was before we found out about HBO Max's plan this year um, was I was thinking that what they might do is Premier Access at the same time or as it comes out in cinemas. So you get the choice. So... It, when Raya and the Last Dragon drops, it's available on Disney Plus as a premium access, and it's also in cinemas. That could be a way of kind of going to cinemas, going, you can have the movies, but I'm sorry, but you, you, customers are speaking and we need to do something else. And so that would be like, you know, you get 30 access, 30 days access or whatever else. And then things come to Disney Plus on the same date that it would come to maybe digital 
on home video. I feel like we are going to see a massive speed up from the six months, you know, up till the last Investor's Day, you know, they were talking about the idea of speeding up the release. I can't see them going back to six month, you know, release windows. I think we're going to see a three month release window going forward. What about your thoughts on that? I, I think we were going to anyway. Um, it's something that consumers have wanted for a very, very, very long time. We're talking years, if not decades, uh, or a decade anyway. Yeah, um, yeah th- they can't undo Pandora's box when, once they open that one up and they've already kind of opened it up and now HBO has just been like, let's just take the lid off. They, you know, yeah, let so it H- all out. Yeah. So HBO Max has kind of gone, right, the whole of 2021, where all 17 of our big movies are all going to go to HBO Max same day as they go to the cinemas. And then 30 days later, they get taken off of HBO Max, um, which a lot of people are questioning going, you still want they still want that secondary window and like selling it and all it's like that's not gonna work. You're still they're still trying to apply old mentalities and old that it, old system to it's it. It's uh it's a cake and eat it too scenario, unfortunately. Yeah. Personally it's like I'm sorry, but if you've put it on HBO Max for 30 days and you take it off on the thirty fourth day, you've already kind of what's the why where's the where's the value in that? Because I'm going, oh I need to go buy it because it's not on HBO Max. Like, no, they've already seen it multiple times maybe if they really enjoyed it they're not going to buy it somewhere else they'll know then it will come back anyway so i don't but the idea of them putting out 17 movies directly on it i mean that was a power play i mean that was a pure we want subscribers the only thing is it only applies in the us the rest of the world they've gone where what's that oh is that place outside the map okay yeah we don't we don't count them they can all still carry on with the old system and of course, that kind of went down along the lines of, oh, yeah, we are planning on an international rollout of HBO Max at some point at, later, but we'll talk about it. Okay, so you, HBO Max, it's that kind of weird thing. You go, you, you made all this noise, but you're still kind of so centric on the US that the rest of the world is like, you're ne- never going to get those big numbers uh, like to, without going global. Yeah, but they might also be just saying, yeah, we could get bigger numbers going global, but the amount of money we have to invest to get the infrastructure working doesn't make it uh, make sense or something like that. Mm-hmm. And again, it's an it's a branding thing. HBO is an exceptionally well known brand in the states. We we've known it as yeah. premium content for forever. But as far as I know, most European countries don't have an HBO channel. Like their content ends up what on on BBC well, or, or over, Sky over, or over, over here in the UK, all HBO content goes through Sky. They did announce they they've signed another deal for a few. So the trouble is, what happens there is like the concept of HBO show doesn't exist because to us, the Sky. That's so exactly like, what I mean, you know, though. Um, it's like, for example, I've been watching the uh, the was it the Undoing? You know, I think I think that was a H, is that a HBO? I have no idea what that even is. It's a, it was a Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant show. Um, oh, it um, might have been under. I, I do know what you're talking about. I don't think it was called that, but um, yeah, I've, I've gone. In any event, maybe yeah. it was. Uh, the I, I haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, the undoing. Okay. Um, yeah, that's what it's called. And obviously, like that's a, um, you know, those kind of shows. They're on Sky over here. Things like Chernobyl. You know, I don't know them as HBO because they're not. Right. It just comes up at the beginning of the show. And that, is, yeah, that's all. It and is. That, and that's and that's what I'm getting at with with Disney. Disney is a 
worldwide international brand. Everyone knows it. You can go to Asia and people know Disney. You can go anywhere in Europe, people know Disney. Heck, you could have gone to the USSR back in the day and they'd still know what Disney yeah. was, right? You you go elsewhere and you go HBO and they're like, I think I've heard of that. That's they they do Westworld. Was that Game of Thrones? And like, oh yeah, but but it's not it's not an international brand. It makes more sense for them unless they want to start from scratch everywhere that's not America. It makes more sense for them to just license yeah. it out like they do now. I mean, it's, it's the same thing with Comcast because if you said like Comcast, NBC, most people wouldn't. If you said Universal, we know what it is because that's how it's been. You know, to us, you that you know, if I was to say to somebody here, you'd go, "Oh yeah, Universal or Sky." You know, that would be the branding over here. It just and I think that same thing we like with Warner Brothers. This whole thing of going to Warner Media. Most people would think of it as Warner Brothers. That's kind of the branding that they've they've created over the years, but. I do think the that HBO shift is gonna is gonna be a big thing for Disney. They're gonna have to combat it a little bit. Investors are gonna be looking for them to go in strong, and for that, I think we will see the the trouble is they're gonna be very hard pressed to put that premium access and go. Well, HBO Max are doing it over here, but we're not gonna do that. We're gonna make you pay for it. I think that's gonna be a hard a hard board play. I do think we're gonna see a massive. I think we're going to see a number of movies that were coming to cinemas shift over to Disney Plus, things like Cruella and a few of the side movies that maybe they're, they're going to shift three or four of them over to Disney Plus because to, to, I think that the 2021 film slate is too big. Uh, it's too big right now, but it, it won't be eventually. Um, it is important to remember this is the investor call though. Um, while consumers like you and I and most of the people listening to this are going to be like, no, 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 no Disney uh, premiere access. Give, give us the movies. Give us Black Widow. Give us uh, Rhea. Give, give us these movies. The investors going to be like, oh, you say you're going to make money off of this. Well, maybe it's not as much money as we wanted to make, but we do like getting some money as opposed to no money. Uh, so I think that there will be at least several titles or the Black Widow being the obvious one where they'll be just like, uh, we're going to do the premium access. Uh, I don't know if it'll be day and date. I think it's too late for them to react to the HBO Max. I mean, the, the stuff that they've, they're doing for the investor call, they probably uh, set in yeah. stone like weeks ago. But they will have to address it. Uh, but I don't think it will... They, they're not going to do like the Wonder Woman. It's, no. it's here. It's in theaters. Um, and that's it. We're, we're washing our hands of it otherwise. They, they'll announce some premiere access. Um, and it's not going to be a day and date kind of thing, though, with uh, with cinematic release. I, I I can see them do premiere access with with right, right, yes, that I can see. It's, 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 but I don't see them going here. Here's Black Widow on Disney Plus on the same day. I, I, not at five ninety nine or six ninety nine a month. It's just it's just not cost effective. No, and again, it comes down to um, the product. HBO has certain expectations for the quality that the consumers have the expectations and they have different expectations for Disney. And that's just kind of the way it is. Plus HBO is more expensive to begin with. If you want like the truly premium one, sure. It comes with your TV package if you have it. But um, the other thing is HBO doesn't produce most of this movie content. I know that they've got the Warner brothers section. So like wonder woman and whatnot, they, they are, but it's still kind of at least once removed from HBO. So they're not quite on the hook the way that Disney plus is for, for getting a return on Disney shows and movies. I think, I mean, 2021 is going to be difficult because the, the cinema going is not quite, 
I know obviously everyone's excited about the vaccine and stuff, but it's not, you know, we're not all getting this, you know, we're not all getting our shot next week, you know, as much as the news is kind of put out, you know, I know over here in the UK, we've got the, yeah, we're not, we're not all getting our injections for months. I, I am, I am at the bottom of the yeah. priority list. I'm probably not getting it until halfway through next year. Yeah. So it's going to take a while. So I think, I think the only thing that did get me with the HPV was they, they just pretty much, I think they gave some certainty as well. I think that was what maybe invest and investors like a bit of certainty as well, because essentially what they did is they gone, right. We can't keep delaying. We can't keep moving things back. Now that I think filming's back underway, I think they're going to be much more happy to start releasing stuff. I think when there was no filming happening and they didn't know when things were going to get going, that it was much harder for them to kind of go, let's start really, because it was a bit like, well, we need to keep this stuff. If we haven't got any filming done for two years, we need to, there's that kind of, now filming's happening they can kind of they know they've got that pipeline back in place again so yeah yeah they certainly can at least go all right we don't have to worry about running out of content or at least not as fast we can we we might still be releasing it faster than we're making it but we're at least making it so we can stretch it out the question again it's an investor call they've got to be able to make money off of it and at least to investors it's a bit nebulous how you get your money back through Disney plus. Cause it's a one-time payment, not, not talking premium access, just you get the subscription per month. Uh, how do you count that? Does the $7 you say, well, that $7 goes directly to Milan. Um, Cause that's not how it works. You, you know, you've got four episodes of Mandalorian. Uh, so, okay. That's a dollar or something per episode and, and so on. And, yeah, it investors like uh, you know graphs that clearly show how Mulan made its money back or didn't make its money back or how Black Widow will make its money back. And if you have just a subscription fee, it gets very hard to show. The thing that. is, we've always looked at it very much like you know, movie makes their money back by the box office. That was always right. the way everyone we've always looked at. And now it's more like how many subscribers does it get? How much does it keep you? You know, Netflix is paying. Disney like $50 million per movie, you know, to have access to it. You know, they were paying millions to met just to have access to an old movie. So the value of a new movie is probably much higher, but you know, I think we're just going to see a shift. I'm not expecting Disney to fully, you know, they still like the big event movies, but I think anything that's not an event movie is no longer hitting cinemas. Uh, they might still get like very, very limited releases, especially towards the end of the year. But yeah, uh, you mentioned Cruella. I could definitely see that just jumping straight over to digital. Yeah, I mean, something like that. Here, like, I mean, the 20th century movies are a bit more difficult because of the of the the deal they've got with HBO. But things like Cruella, maybe even like Luca, the Beatles. You know, I could see that one maybe moving over. I don't. I think the Jungle Cruise are still very much. I think well, they want that for a nice big summer. I, movie. I would consider the Jungle Cruise probably on the same tier as some of the... It's not yeah. Black Widow, but it's, it's hanging out in that we have high expectations for this movie. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I think they're going to see how Soul does. You know, what the, how that re- resonates with, with customers and with things like that. So I think we are going to see some... Just, I think Raya could be the next big one to move because of the February release date because it's now going to be like... Um, so I wouldn't be so, so surprised if Raya gets that could be a big announcement in itself, just to kind of keep the keep the things going along. But so I think we are going to see some more premiere. I can't see them doing the HBO deal the way they've done it. It it doesn't make financial sense, and I don't think I don't think the investors would be happy with that. 
I think see, it, I could see them doing it eventually. Yeah. One when they, they do it on their terms and with it planned in the budgets of the movie. I mean, because we're in a situation now where they, they have to take movies that were never supposed to be released in this way and, and they're releasing them this way. But if you go forward to, let's say, 2023 uh, and they're working on, uh, I'm going to make up a movie, Black Widow 2. They're working on Black Widow 2 and they go, and all right, we're, we're going to give it the budget. We're going to release it in cinema, but we're also going to do a release day and date on Disney Plus, just normal release. And then they can plan for it. And they can say, all right, we'll, we'll adjust the budget accordingly. We'll adjust who the actors and actresses are accordingly. But it'd be a very different situation than being like, let's just keep pushing it back and hope we can make some money on it. Yeah. I, to me, I just look at like the Marvel and the Star Wars movies and the big animated movies. I think the, anim- the animated movies are a bit different because that doesn't... The thing is with the animated movies is I feel like those they probably make more money from the merchandise. So getting it out to kids quicker might make more money through the channels rather than through the actual movies. Because a lot of the animated movies, you know, they, they the billion dollar movies, they're, they're much less likely to do it. Yeah, and that would require them to shift their priorities on new properties a little bit because we've definitely talked in the past about how their animated releases kind of... Uh, flicker at the uh the merchandising sign you you look at like zootopia big hero six even frozen when it first came out and like i i can't find anything else or honor related i can't find an olaf toy i can't find a Kristoff or a sven and it it feels weird to say that because now frozen is like this huge thing but you went to the parks like a week or two after frozen came out you would have no idea they had a new movie at all yeah i mean i mean things i'm looking here like coco pulled in 800 million you know so there are you know inside that pulled in 857 million so they're some of the big movies have done some great numbers but i don't see i don't i don't think soul would have done that even had it been out anyway and i don't feel like um you know not every single disney animated movie hits those same heights um but there is that line and i i don't know if this i think I think Premier Access is going to stay around. I think they're going to use it. I don't know necessarily stay at twenty nine ninety nine. I think it will be a little bit cheaper. Um, as um, I think it'll be tiered, probably. Yeah. You know, a major release might stick at at thirty dollars, but they're like, ah, you know, we we can't do that with Raya, so we'll put yeah. that at twenty or fifteen. And I think I think ultimately cinemas, they're not they're not the studio's problems in some ways for them to deal with. It's a bit like. Yeah, it's like right now they they've just gone in and gone. Yeah, we're looking after ourselves. We know there's these these we want cinemas to come back because we like the money, but audiences are changing. You know, they were seeing trends changing. Disney were the only ones really kind of with those big tentpole movies that were like hitting the big numbers because everything and everything that wasn't a big tentpole movie was uh, and it flopped at the box office and that flopped at the box office and that didn't for you know or their live action stuff, just everything just seemed to just, you know, unless it was a re, unless it was like Aladdin or the Lion King, anything that was new and original was not pulling in those numbers. I would be very curious to see what numbers, uh, something like uh, Ivan would have pulled in, or obviously we'll never be able to figure out what that would be at this point, but would it have made any sort of splash at the box office? No, probably not. Did, did they end up making, more just from the good publicity of releasing it directly onto Disney Plus than they would have 
even in a, a normal year releasing it at the box office i mean honestly probably not but the but it probably wasn't that big a hit that's why they picked it yeah. versus yeah. uh black widow or mulan um, i think that beatles documentary that could be a good i could see that one shifting because i this is kind of weird thing of like the idea of them putting a movie out for people to go to the cinema and to dance and sing along it's just it's just that in a 2021 thing um we that's where we want to get to but that's more unless they push it back to 2022 but i don't know it's i think it's the anniversary or something but um hamilton might have changed their minds on how well those things do but i think we are going to see a, a shift in how they do it but i'm not expecting a monumental shift like hbo max no um, and it, it'll, it'll take time um any other predictions for disney plus for the end of um I mean the generic ones. In addition to the Star Wars and Marvel, we'll we'll get some other announcements on uh, on content coming. Probably some back catalog items, maybe some announcements of uh, some new movies in the pipeline. Uh, and I'm talking just like literally a title might not even have like a proper logo. It might just be movie title in yeah. Arial font or something like that. Uh, we'll get a couple of those because they do want to assure people. Okay, we've got this slate. You knew about the slate last year. But here's the slate plus some movies for 2023, 2024. We're not. I don't. I don't think they're going to go that far in advance. I, I know. I'm kind of going a little yeah. far. They, but they might at least say we've got this number of movies planned for that year. We've got this number of uh, movies in production right now. Kind of like that. But we'll get an updated uh, timeline at the very least, going out a couple of years, or where we will probably see at least one or two movies that we did not previously know about. Uh, officially yeah, I, I, at the yeah, very least I think, I think we'll find out especially like the disney plus and also maybe some of the hulu ones as well some of the hulu original movies um i i can't see them doing anything like major like saying like, okay we've brought out the hbo deal with fox you know you know i i can't they, i mean they could do but it's the value of those old movie on this problem with searchlight movies and 20 you know they've literally they've lost 2020 so they kind of like almost essentially lost one of those years already yeah, and I think if they were that keen on any of these titles in particular, they would have already done so. At this yeah. point, it's it's far less important for them to get them onto their platforms. Um, now, if we were talking at the beginning of this year, January, February, March, when we're, we're looking at the content drought, be like, just give us something. They yeah, don't so have this, that right now. But also, see, this is where the international changes because suddenly we've got star. So, and also, even that, I mean, we've had four, you know, I mean, not here in the UK, we've not had, but we've had Call of the Wild, we've had uh, the the Spies in the Skies, um, in Australia, and a few other places have had, and Latin America have had Ford versus Ferrari. You know, we've already started having the, the drip feed, because we don't have that HBO problem. So there again, you know, got you know, movies like, maybe not um, un, Underwater, you know, something like that could be great on Stark, Dropstra. So the trouble is with this whole HBO deal is like it actually only really affects the US, but the rest of the world doesn't really have that same. In I mean, it would make a lot more sense if they can say, right, you know, we've got. I'm just looking here at a list of a movie. Say, pick one of the 20th century ones from next year. So let's say Bob Burgers the movie, which is due out in, in on April the 9th. Well, it's a 20th century studio movie, so they can't put it onto Disney Plus or Hulu at the minute because of the HBO. Internationally, they can put Bob's Burgers movie on Star or Disney Plus or wherever. They they can do that, but it's it's harder for them to sell it. Um, and then you got other movies like the 
you know, the, the death on the Nile one that they're doing. And it does open up the windows much more internationally, but I don't know if they, would they buy it? And would HBO want them to sell it? That's the other problem. That's the way I always look at it. Would HBO be like, yeah, we don't want, you know, I, I can't see HBO going, yeah, we don't want, yeah, we want those movies. We've got them for another year. Why do we want to give them? And all the back catalog stuff, they, they want to keep out of it just as much as Disney want to get out of it. Uh, yeah, if they didn't have HBO Max, it might be a different story. But now with HBO Max being one of their flagship items, uh, you would have to, th- if I was in their position, you would have to throw a lot of money at me to give those up. And I'm sure Disney is looking at the going, just not just, worth the amount yeah. of money it would take. Let, let them hold on to yeah. it for a year. So let's bring out classic stuff because, I've, you know, there's a, there's a big thing of um, Disney, have, I've really just pulled the plug back on their i'm just looking at the time of how of, um but they've really kind of not been releasing as much library content over the last few months i don't know if it was because of covid where they all the, maybe the restoration and the moving things over got slowed down or if they were just like oh, hold on we just want to we need this content in 2021 to kind of keep boosting up the network you know, I mean, there's so many movies, especially from the 20th century library that they can use. Um, whether or not we see more of that, maybe they have this big announcement. Oh, yeah, we're going to start dropping classic 20th century movies. You know, all the black and white ones, all this old stuff from the 60s and 70s. We're going to be dropping one a week or um, two a week or something. But there's, I you feel like they, they need to kind of use. There's still a massive chunk of the library. I, it's, the trouble is library content doesn't bring in subscribers. It keeps subscribers happy, but it doesn't necessarily generate the same buzz. You know, if they put a, a 1962 movie on there, it doesn't generate the buzz, but th- they've been very slack in lately. I mean, you look at like the list, there's, n- there's not been a huge amount and very noticeable of how different that has become over the last few months. I have to assume that this is kind of the same situation where we were just talking about where uh, they could put some additional ones on there if they wanted to, but it would take the resources to do it. And these aren't even the same resources what they use to create new shows. This is just restoration. Um, but they have to be looking at it and going, you know what, uh, this movie that, that we have from 1965 or something like that, I'm just making one up, uh, it would take us two solid months of man hours to, to make it ready for uh, Disney plus and then 10 people will watch it. Is it worth the effort? I think, if, I think they, I think that the thing is that they are probably doing it. And I mean, there's going to be like a lot of these movies are going to be available on, on other digital platforms, but they've got to make them kind of, t- I know like, I think there's been like some talk about like the Aladdin series, you know, something like that, you know, is maybe not in the best shape. So therefore they haven't put it on there. Same with maybe some of the older, like things like dinosaurs from, so they've got to make sure they were up to quality. So there's that issue. But if they're available digitally on like Amazon or something like that, it's like, well, there's not less issues. I feel like they've purposely held them back either because of COVID, because they've not had anyone able to work on them properly. Maybe they, they just, or they were like, right, we haven't got as much new stuff for the next six months. So therefore we're going to use the library to kind of cover up the fact we've not got nothing new. Yeah, it's probably a combination of that plus other factors as well. Um, I know, yeah, I was going to say, I know for a fact that if, if I was sitting here, if I was sat there in April and I had a list of all these like legacy titles I was releasing in September, October, November, etc., 
And I'm going, right, okay, we're going to have a massive drought of content in February and March. I'd be like, you know what, we'll just hold this stuff and we'll drop it all then to make it look like... Just it, that's how you know you just look at it and go, it makes sense of why they would have to do that because we're gonna have that drought probably March, April, May, maybe where all the stuff that should have been filmed in the summer hasn't hit. Yeah, the, the Mandalorian and WandaVision were filmed back in you know winter last year. You know, we haven't got there yet. Yeah, we'll have to see what that looks like. I don't think it'll be as bad as this year's drought was because they do have more things they can draw on. But yeah, they could be holding a lot of the library content to be like, well, you know, the Aladdin television show, uh, we'll we'll put it in there when we've got nothing else going on. Uh, But as you alluded to, it also depends entirely on how well some of these things were stored. I don't know how many of these older TV shows, uh, it feels weird saying that for shows I grew up with, but um, uh we don't know how they were stored. Some of them might not exist in digital form at all. And if they've got, uh, you know, go back to the old reels, you know, the, the big old circle reels and, and got to uh, restore those, scan them in. You're talking hundreds of episodes across several different shows. That is a huge amount of effort. And, and if, if they sent everybody home for COVID, uh, which they yeah. did back at the beginning, uh, if those shows weren't digital, at that time, they weren't becoming digital until people started going back to the office. The only the other idea is, you know, maybe they hold a lot of them back because 20th Century Studios is about to become maybe the sixth pillar of Disney Plus, and therefore there's going to be this whole new section, and they got they want to add 150 new movies all at the same time, or 100 movies, or something, like, and be like, now this is one of our ten. You know, that, that could you know I could, I could see something like that happening. Especially if it's, you know, they've been bringing a lot of 20th century stuff. It kind of, if they want to keep that brand, they keep, you want to put it as one of those icons. If they want to keep that brand, yeah. which they do for the moment, but they might not want to long term. Who knows? Um, but yeah, so that's any any other predictions for? I think that one. Uh, none that anyone would take seriously at that point. I, th- I think it'd be. Yeah. I'd just be every, randomly yeah. doing stuff. I think everyone has to just take, take have a look at it and go right we're expecting you know we're expecting some fun stuff we're expecting some big news there's probably going to be maybe a little bit of bad news in there as well generally they it feels like they're doing all the bad news at the minute um but you just need to temper the expectations a little bit of you know it's not gonna be they're not gonna do everything we all want because ultimately disney plus has you know some people are just want it as it is and it's just a kid's babysitting service a lot of other people want it as a a, a digital library of every single thing. Other people want it just to be in, you know, a combination of everything. So it's all going to depend on your area. But there was also some other bad news this week that they announced that they're closing down Radio Disney and Radio Disney Country. I think there's going to be some, there will be some people let go from there. But the, uh, they literally put in the announcement that it's being done so they can focus on Disney and uh, Disney Channel and Disney Plus. I'm going to like, you're closing a radio station to focus on Disney Plus. Okay. That was in the official announcement. It was like, okay, you guys, are, you know, you can see this figure of like, we're focusing, we're streamlined. Because essentially they've got all these different pipe. I mean, I'd like it if they could maybe like things like YouTube, like maybe stop trying to put your stuff on 25 different platforms and just, you know, put things all onto one. It would make a lot more sense. But radio station shutting down, I'll be honest, I'd never heard. I, I've seen Radio Disney advertised on the, on the press site, but it's not a thing over here. So therefore I've got no 
connect. I to be honest, I didn't even know Disney Radio Disney Country even existed until it was announced it was closing down. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's sad for those of us, and I know a lot of people go, "Oh, it's a child." The trouble is, and this always brings up when everyone says, "Oh, the deletes of enough." Yeah, but if you haven't watched it since you were a child, or you haven't used it for years, you, that's why it's not. It's not. That's usually why they're closing it down because no one's using it anymore. I mean, to be honest, I think the only place I've ever encountered Radio Disney is at the parks themselves. Either mm-hmm. they're piping it in over the loudspeakers, or uh, it's on the bus, or something like that. I. I don't even know how I would listen to Radio Disney. I assume it's part of a like one of the like iHeartRadio or something like that. But yeah. well, not anymore. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it sucks for the people involved and, and radio in general kind of going through hard times themselves. Uh but yeah, I, I I'm not sure how radio resources impact Disney Channel or Disney Plus, but yeah. I think yeah, I'm wondering if it's about um the idea that they want they they don't want their attention split you know like how much money is this bringing in we're making content for it you know we're making stuff for the youtube channels we're making stuff for the radio we're doing these you know because also live events is where they put on the, all these different live events for music but they can't happen next year and i think it was just along the lines of how much is this thing bringing in nah and i think they just went down the line i think I think covid has made it done it with so many businesses and i've done the same where you go through and you go anything that you just start you start doing some real number crunching covid has really made a lot of businesses go where where are we making money where are we losing it what can we do we need to make some changes and i think there's been a lot of and it's not i mean every business has gone through this over the last year where some serious like time has been spent sorting stuff out yeah it's it's unfortunate but it's just the way it is unfortunately Right. Okay. So now let's move on because um, it's a bit of an extended one. So I'm going to quickly jump into Godmothered. Um, I did put up my review of Godmothered on a video earlier in the week. I put up a written review. The embargo lifted on Thursday for that one. I really enjoyed it. My wife really enjoyed it. It was a nice, funny Christmas movie, a kind of combination of Enchanted and Elf put together into... We thought it was fun. We thought it was a nice little Christmas movie, but I know you didn't think the same <laughs> Yeah, but it, it's for the same reason I mentioned yeah. last week, if, if people remember. I got about 10 minutes into the movie and I was just like, I cannot continue watching this. I'm literally like squirming in my seat as they go through the, the humor bits and she's embarrassing herself and she's she's being all peppy and everyone around her is like... And I was just like, I can't sit through this at all. So not a commentary on the yeah. quality of the movie. Uh, if you liked Elf, if you liked Enchanted, uh, I think you'll like this, but if you are like me and you can't watch cringe comedy, just like oh, just stay away, just stay away because I, it was a very uncomfortable ten minutes. Yeah, see, I could say me and my wife, we we sat there, we kind of you know we got we got snacks in, sat there on the couch, you know, covered, and we just enjoyed it. And I, I, I liked it. It was a nice kind of. It's again, it would have it wouldn't have been a movie we'd have gone seen at the cinema. It would have been something we'd have rented and done that whole it wouldn't have been a movie that we would have gone cinema to but it was that we enjoyed it we both liked it we were both laughing away there was lots of funny bits that we liked and i just it was it was just nice it was nice just to have a comedy with some laughing and it being you know it wasn't serious it didn't take it and i liked it and it's, it's hard to say but it's just if you want to watch a family movie and you, you like you know try it out you know if you, you gotta keep i think mean, that again your expectations my expectations weren't a lot so therefore, 
Um, therefore, that is a bit different. You know, we watch these movies and stuff like that. Um, and that is the difference of, you know, I think with having these options on Disney Plus, we both really enjoyed it. And I, I thought it was good. I know there's a lot of people, oh, it's like, well, it's like, it's, it's just, a, it's, a, it's a very Disney-fied Christmas movie. You know, it's very, very safe, very plain. It knows what it's doing. It knows where you're going. You know what's going to happen. I mean, we had to have the big sing-off at the end. That was the one thing that's like, really? They have to have the whole, as long as the girl can go up on the stage and put on this amazing performance with no preparation, no timing. You know, you have all the special effects. It's like, why does every, why does everything have to end in the big sing-off? And if you perform on the stage in front of everyone, that's going to make your life better for the, like, uh, that, most people want to be, you know, what are these? I've, I think I remember it from a Seinfeld episode. Most people would rather be in a casket at, at, at um, a funeral than actually giving the eulogy. <laughs> it's that kind of thing. Public speaking and public singing, most people don't want to do it. So that was my one gripe. There was one other thing which I really picked up on, and my wife didn't. We got to the end, and suddenly they went, she went back to, they went back to the, uh, the fairy tale land. And it all went to an it all went to a cartoon, right? And I was like, you know, and they're, doing, they're telling the story, and they say, you know, everything happily ever after, bing bada boom. And there's only maybe a maybe thirty seconds, a minute of footage, you know. And I turned to my wife and went, they couldn't film it. I went, she's like, what? I said they didn't have time to film it to get it out for Christmas, so they did an animated version in lockdown. My wife went, what? She said, I wouldn't even thought of that if you hadn't. She was like, I didn't even think about it as like something that of why they did it. I said, well, why didn't they do an animated thing at the beginning when we were there? It would have made more, if they did it animated at the beginning, and then when she went into the real world, it would have been more like enchanted. But like, why at the end did you go into a cartoon? And I said, they couldn't finish filming it. They they obviously got stopped filming and they went back and did a little bit to finish it up. But I went, no, they couldn't finish the final scene. So they made it... Like, it doesn't distract from the, it, it's perfectly fine because it's obviously Cinderella and they go back and it's fairy godmother and it's fine. But I just, I just instantly, instantly was just like, ding, I know what you've done there. It was, I think, you know, it was like, why did you go animated? There was no reason to go animated. You didn't, didn't say, get that far into it. <laughs> yeah, they didn't. Yeah, but if it's like for you, if the first scene was all animated, that would have made sense for it to go yeah, back yeah. to being animated. Yeah, it was it. the fact that it didn't go back. It was like, well, you made the whole thing of having this big illustrious castle and all the rest of it and the, this world that they lived in. And then at the end, you went back to animate. That was like, no, you didn't, you didn't have time to finish it. <laughs> that, was, that was the one thing that that was my cynical clinical mind looking at it going, mm, budgets. Mm, they, they, that was, doesn't kids won't even notice. Most people won't even notice it, but that was my one little gripe that I was like, Hmm. I see what you did there. So let's now talk Mandalorian. Let's get this one out of the way. Yep. We're going to go big spoilers. Big spoilers. Spoilers. So haven't watched it already. Um, come back later. But another fantastic episode. What did you think of it? I I loved it. I mean, I say that every week, but I loved it. Um, when you, you get, what, five minutes into the episode, they've landed on Tython, which actually was a little bit of a surprise. Like, are they going to do a side quest before they get to Tython? Nope. But you get to Tython, and you just see Slave 1 pop around the corner, Boba Fett's ship, yeah. and I was just like... <laughs> I immediately texted my Star Wars friend, uh, like, my co-worker, who we are, yeah. we're always talking Star Wars, like, have you watched this yet? It's like, no, I haven't watched it. It's movie night with the kids. I can't watch it until tonight. I'm like, 
uh, <laughs> poor, poor man. Because <laughs> I, I knew I knew how he was going to react to it. And when he finally got to it hours and hours later, it's like, why didn't you tell me? Because I didn't want to spoil it for you. No. <laughs> I mean, it's just that thing of it flying in and you're going, oh, I, I mean, I remember having the Slave 1 ship, the vintage one, when I was a kid. And I love that ship. So the minute coming, go, okay, business is about to pick up. You know, yeah, and it didn't go the way I thought it was going to go with Boba Fett. No, actually, I was a little surprised at first because when you you first see the person coming out of Boba Fett, or out of Slave One, I'm like, that's not Boba Fett. That's uh, that's Fennec right there because mm. they kind of they kind of gave that one away a little bit with uh, with having her in the uh, in the preview section in the yeah. what came before. Um, I was like, oh, that's not Boba Fett. Are we oh, not going to get Boba I hit, Fett? I see. I hit the skip. I, I wish I had actually, but uh, but then it's like, uh, and then Boba Fett actually shows up, and it's just like, yes, this is great. And then on top of that, both of them get to have that awesome uh, whole fight scene against the stormtroopers, where it's yeah. just like, you know what, we're we're gonna use stormtroopers <laughs> for their original purpose, which is to show just how awesome these two people are. Because as much love as Boba Fett gets, he really didn't do anything in the movies you know yeah it's kind of like yeah, that kind of thing like we made it all up in our heads of how cool he was <laughs> well, and, and it's a lot like that vader moment from rogue one at the end of the movie where you're like okay vader had some cool scenes in the game he had plenty of cool scenes but you never really get to see him just be vader the only times he's fighting he's fighting against obi-wan which he wins and then the two times he fights luke but you never get to see him just be like this is why everybody is absolutely terrified of me. I, I saw there was this meme kind of thing of like people someone putting up an animated one. Basically, the Mandalorian is just John Favreau with um, his action figures as a kid. Go right, I'm turning this into a TV show. <laughs> They're gonna take this character and this toy and this toy that I had, and I'm gonna turn it into a TV show because that's how it feels like to me. Because I had all these toys, I had all these Star Wars toys, and you know all these characters that I, that I had no, you know, you didn't even see them in the movie. I made, you know they became their own thing. And no, I had Slave One with Boba Fett and I had all these bounty hunters and that, that was, I kind of get that whole thing of where he's going for because these characters, I have that same connection with. In oh, the, the Mandalorian so far, like going all the way back through season one has just been like, I remember playing with that. or I remember seeing that. Like you had the troop transport. Yeah. Um, I know that appeared in Rebels before it appeared in Mandalorian, but this was the live action debut. Um, and they had that. And then speaking of bringing things into continuity, we of course had the uh, dark troopers show up. Yeah. I thought I saw them at the end of last episode, you know, in that, that cylinder I, room, but I was like, uh, I'm not 100% sure those are dark troopers. Turns out they were. Uh, so that was, that was great to see them even for a little bit. We didn't really get to see them in action. They're probably saving that for the last two episodes, but I was just like, I played dark forces as a kid. I, it's so yeah. great to see them. It was just like wow, droids. You know, we don't, we haven't seen droids in a while. You know, that that was something that kind of got left in the prequels. So I was like, okay, they look pretty bad. And just the thing of him, just of them stealing him and just flying off, like no messing, come in, grab him, go. Right, is because we were talking about this last week. We're like, season two is going to end on the cliffhanger with Gideon getting away with it. You know, like when, <laughs> well, I do remember we had the thing of it's either going to have to happen. Or right, well, the finale, or it's going to happen at the finale. We knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah, we knew it was coming. Um, I I was definitely leaning towards it will be the cliffhanger for season two that leads into season three. But it's like Favreau and and uh, Filoni were just like, nope, we're doing it right now. Here we go. And I mean, the whole thing of like 
you know, and then like Boba Fett and stuff, kind of like, no, we're in death. Like, okay, so he's got them too. He's, he went back and got Cara Dune. It's like, now he's, all going, he's going off next episode to go get the guy out of the prison. And at some point, he called for some help. So someone's going to turn up. You know, we don't know who that someone in is. And it's fun watching the internet go, who's it going to be? Is it going to be Luke? Is it going to be Ezra? Is it going to be... Uh... I, I think Ezra. I think it's going to be... Uh, um, I don't think it's going to be Luke. I, I think it would be... It wouldn't make sense for it to yeah, be Luke. Because he would be too young. I think it'd be too expensive for them to do. Well, that would be the technical reason. And then the logical reason in is if he actually had baby Yoda at any point, um, he would have started the Jedi Academy at that point. Cause yeah. who would not want to teach baby Yoda how to use the force? Well, other than Ahsoka, apparently mm. um, there's also the possibility that it will be a completely new character. I kind of suspect they want to save Ezra for uh, the hunt for Thrawn, whether they do yeah. that in Mandalorian or in a, a spinoff. Uh, there's still the kid from um, Fallen uh, Jedi Fallen Order yeah. wandering around. That's a possibility. Uh, there's a there's a couple others floating around. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. That'd be a cool one because that was a fantastic game. Um, I I it's finally out on Xbox Game Pass, so I yeah. will finally be playing that in the near future, probably over uh, Christmas here in the near. I've become hooked on Planet Coaster on that on the Game Pass. I, <laughs> I will admit, I played the heck out of Planet Coaster on uh, PC years ago because I loved Railroad, uh, not Railroad. Well, I love that one too, but yeah. uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon, I love yeah. the heck out of. Anyway, that has nothing to do with the Mandalorian. Yeah. But um, I think it's just like the whole thing of like you can tell. I mean, it was a nice short episode, lots of action. Very, it, in some ways, it felt like a TV show because it it, it kind of it wasn't quite so similar. They did do the cinematography, but it was so different from last week's episode. Yeah, last week, uh, um, someone I saw online posted some comparison shots from last week episodes to Kurosawa films. Mm. And and once they posted, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. You, you can see it when they put them side by side. Yeah. This one will be a lot more interesting to see because this is also, uh, was it Robert Rodriguez did yeah. this one? And he normally doesn't uh, do the over um, homages the way that yeah. we did last week or even, uh, you know, um, what's her name? Uh uh, Howard's son yeah, Bryce, or daughter Bryce, sorry yeah, Bryce, yeah, yeah her we, you know where she had that scene that was blatantly out of Apollo 13 yeah. uh, Robert Rodriguez a nod to dad, so there's a little that was a bit different but granted uh, but Rodriguez dorm, normally doesn't do that kind of thing his uh, his references tend to be more dialogue or, or situational rather than cinematography uh, See, still I, I love the, Marica- the Mariachi trilogy I mean, well, I, 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 yeah, I loved all that. When I've only that. seen Desperado from that one. That I, I, that was a really good one. Um, but either way, having him direct this episode was great. It was a fun action episode again. Uh, just watching Boba Fett uh, maul stormtroopers, both in armor and out of armor later, was great. And two episodes left. And honestly i think next friday it's gonna be like going back to being a kid i'm probably gonna wake up early and watch it before going to work yeah i'll be honest i think i'm gonna yeah it's it's gonna be the week after the finale it's just like this whole season has just been like building just this you know we like you said they're like okay when is this budget running out because it that hasn't because like someone oh was it, you know they i saw someone oh the budget was like they had robot they had robots they had slave one they had yeah, there was a lot more grounded, but I wouldn't necessarily say it. I mean, and then the poor Razor Quest. Oh, uh, oh, poor Razor Quest. I was like, that blow. I'm like, 
no. I'm like, I'm so glad I didn't buy that vintage collection spaceship. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking over your shoulder there at the uh, the Razor Quest Razor Crest smash, Lego. Smash up next week. And I was just like, oh, I'm so glad I didn't spend $130 I mean, I on the Lego. I even spent 20 quid on the stand to make it kind of I, that's, cool. I was admiring that earlier. Um, before the show started we had to 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 deal with the dog for a little bit so i was just staring at his wall for a little while there and like yeah, that's really cool with the razor crest yeah. flying like that that's cool um so, yeah i was like no <laughs> poor razor crest it's, it's been like... through so much just in this season alone but it, it's it was like it's like destroying the falcon it was like no you can't do that yeah well they were originally going to destroy the falcon in in return of the yeah. jedi and they kind of backed off at the end there but yeah, poor Razor Crest. I wonder what he'll get to replace it with at the end of the season, if he even gets to replace it. I, it's not going to be Slave One. We have to assume he's not going to get Slave One. But well, unless unless Boba dies, but no. The, I mean, I could see an argument for it happening, but they're they're almost certainly testing the water to see if they can do a, a Boba Fett series off on yeah, its own. Yeah, the thing is, it depends on on where they. I don't. I, I'm still very on him of whether or not they can do that with him but i liked as well they didn't you know they in taking out the stormtroopers you know it was like because we've always it, it's like i mean you know i play you know i play games like star wars legion and x-wing and stuff like that and you know while he's a, a bounty hunter and he could always flip you know in the movie he was always very much straight down the empire side because that's who was hiring him so it was nice seeing him it's like okay no he's, he's and then it was like he's gone up in when he went up above the clouds and like no they're back they're back, you know, that kind of thing. Of like, I thought, I thought that was really interesting because I was half expecting them when he was smashing the faces of the stormtroopers that they were going to like reveal one of them to be one of them like him. Uh, it'd be too late in the timeline for it to be because he, the, the clones, yeah, yeah. Well, the clones, other than him, all aged super fast. Yeah. Like, you look at how old um, Rex was looking in Rebels, and that's a long time before this, it's yeah. like nine or ten years before this. Um, I actually was kind of thinking the opposite in that regard where he would, he was going to make like some offhand comment, like my brothers were better than these guys were or something like yeah. that. Um, but yeah, just seeing him in action was, yeah. was it, great. It was cool. But there we are. So that is um, this week's episode, a bit of a longer one because of the um, predictions. We're going to have a little bit of a bonus bit um, on Sunday for Patreons and YouTube subscribe um, channel members. We'll get access to a new episode we're about Brother Bear and everybody else will have access to it next week. Unfortunately, we couldn't do it last week due to technical issues. But nevertheless, a huge thank you again to all of our supporters. A huge thank you to everyone who has subscribed. And also, um, if you haven't already done so, make sure you go onto the website you know, find us on Twitter, Facebook, sign up to the email, whatever way, just to make sure you get all of our articles and all the latest bits and pieces. And we shall see you guys in another episode. Laters. Later. Later.